I V M. Hi, listeners. We at Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund have come up with a special podcast series called MF One Hundred One in collaboration with Bloomberg Quint. MF One Hundred One is an informative series that will help you understand the recipe behind mutual fund investments. And what's more, it's coming from the chefs of the mutual fund buffet table, from the very own fund managers and analysts who are the manufacturers of the funds that help you realize your investment goals. Hi, I'm Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and in this episode, we are going to discover the recipe behind the importance of geopolitics in debt funds from our guest chef, Upesh Pameta, economist, fixed income team at Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund. Upesh, welcome to the show. Let's get into an introduction to yourself, your background, how long you've been working uh, at Aditya Billa Sala Mutual Fund. Hello, listeners. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be talking to you all. I work as an economist. I've been working as an economist in Aditya Billa Sala Mutual Fund for the last one year. Uh, before this, I have a total work experience of uh, more than ten years. I have been working as an economist, tracking domestic and global markets in all the three major asset classes. I've worked in equities, I've worked in fixed income, and also worked in currency markets. Till now, I've been working in the sell side. This is the first time buy side role for me, and I think I'm just enjoying the role. Fantastic. So, Pupesh, for an economist, okay, like you said, whether he's on the sell side, whether he's on the buy side, tracking policy. across the board you know whether it is monetary policy from the rbi whether it is fiscal policy as announced by the government in the budget is a very important thing right yeah. whether it's for equity and whether it's uh, for fixed income can you tell us why it's important yeah i mean uh, so policy uh, making is very crucial for i mean i would say most asset classes currencies uh, equities as well as fixed income just to break down into two major policies the the monetary policy and the fiscal policy they together determine the level of uh, economic output that the economy is going to get they determine the interest rate they determine the inflation more specifically uh, monetary policy will determine uh, it will anchor the short term interest rate it will determine the quantum of money in the economy the amount of credit in the economy and it will also have an influence on the longer term interest rate as well as overall economic growth both and i would say inflation fiscal policy relates to the overall uh, level of receipts and expenditure by the government of india now government is the biggest borrower in the market uh, it has supplied the largest no- amount of debt papers and it's thus very crucial for the debt market uh, besides that government also determines the amount of actual economic output it has an influence on 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 inflation it has also an influence in a big way on the overall taxation policy and which asset classes are more favorably taxed compared to others So, Pupesh, tell us about these three things, two or three things that you track, some metrics that you track in monetary policy, and two or three things that you track in fiscal policy. Yeah. So, in monetary policy, the most crucial uh, variable which you track is the repo rate. That is the rate at which banks can get to go to our bank to get money. The second important uh, variable which you track will be the CRR, the cash reserve ratio, which is the amount of money which banks have to park in RBI. Uh, other things, other important thing which we note in the monetary policy is the RBI stance, whether they are accommodative, neutral, or restrictive in nature. Uh, plus, uh, any hint. which they might be giving in terms of uh, overall uh, the stance in terms of liquidity whether they'll be doing more omos or not that's very crucial t- for uh, monetary policy for fiscal policy the key variable which we track will be the fiscal deficit the overall level of government borrowing and the overall level of government spending and the sector that will be spending okay and just to put these numbers into perspective right now i believe that the repo rate is what 6.6.25% and yeah. the rbi stance is uh, they have changed their stance from calibrated tightening to neutral this time great so if you just have a small recap of these numbers right now i believe that the repo rate is what 6.25 6.25 yeah and the rbi has said that they're going to be they've they've changed their stance from from calibrated withdrawal of uh, accommodation towards the neutral policy fantastic and the crr would be uh, 4% fisc uh, in this budget 
was 3.4 yeah so there has been a little bit of fiscal slippage this year but 3.4 is still a very good number i mean we have been seeing uh, i mean there have been years when we have seen uh, fiscal deficit in excess of 5% and uh, 3.4% deficit though a minor slippage compared to 3.3% target and little bit slippage compared to the fiscal roadmap it's still a very decent number especially considering that it's an election year and uh, uh, sometimes government have been seen to be spending a little bit more money uh, before election i think this has been a very credible uh, fiscal uh, stand by the government throughout and uh, despite fiscal slippage i think some slippage i think it should be pretty okay okay and the last two numbers are obviously gdp growth and inflation what what where where are we right now on that what is this, uh, the gdp growth for the latest reported uh, fiscal period so i mean uh, they have been a steady uh, downtick in terms of uh, gdp forecast we are we are big begin the year at uh, 7.5% uh, it it came down to 7.4 now we are at 7.2 Okay, and CPI inflation? Inflation numbers also, I mean, surprising very much on the downside. Uh, that's quite good for the economy. Uh, I'm not sure very good for the economy, but definitely good for the bond markets. Uh, the latest print was that, if I remember correctly, around 2.1 percent. Okay. I mean, RBI has this uh, target zone of between 2 to 6 percent, and uh, when we had this, uh, when we initially had this target of 2.6, 2 to 6 percent, most were like were quite, I mean, quite amused that how can we have so small, so low inflation? I mean, 4 percent was the uh, the median target which RBI had, and uh, at that time we were used to think. that 4% is a very difficult number to achieve but now uh, for months after months we are getting low inflation and 2% was like i mean 3 years ago people would have laughed if, if somebody had said he can have such low inflation for such a long time okay so bhupesh let's get down to this major event of 2019 all of us know it's happening in the next couple of months and it's going to have an impact across markets whether it's debt whether it's equity namely the general election right the up, the upcoming general election expected in the in the next 2 or 3 months what do you think will be the impact of this upcoming general election on domestic markets and on policy making Yeah, I mean, uh, while there is no clear cut relation between uh, market performance and election, generally we have seen that uh, in the run up to election we have heightened volatility. Uh, we have done some analysis of the past three elections, and there is no clear cut uh, trend in terms of where yields will be in the run up to election and after elections. I think it, it will all depend upon whether we get a stable government or not. That will be the crucial factor which the market will be looking at. Typically, I mean, uh, for uh, for fixed income market in particular what you need is a lot of macroeconomic stability and political stability is very crucial to that and so i believe that uh, so long as we get a stable government i think market should be okay with that but having said that in the run up to elections i think market will be a little nervous fi in particular will be a little more nervous uh, but i think uh, from there onwards once we have the government it will all uh, start uh, i mean it will, all, it will all depend on what type of policy they pursue and in uh, and in general i believe that when yields go up or if they go up unusually let's yeah. say they have gone up from whatever 7 7.6% maybe they go up 40 50 basis points in a very short period of time right. that is an indicator of volatility i'm saying That's for you know, exactly yeah, exactly yeah. so for volatility. listeners to exactly. understand you know when uh, what does it mean or how do they gauge when the bond market is volatile what does that mean right so i mean any sharp movement in yields both in short term and longer term uh, that has an influence uh, not only on market i mean our fund performance market performance but also in a broader economy and i would say that uh, in terms of uh, actual policies i mean uh, we have seen uh, government both uh, from the upa government and the nda government and in terms of uh, uh, longer term policy there seems to be a lot of i would say convergence in the policy they pursue and so i think the key determinant will remain whether they get a stable government or not and i think so long 
that the government is stable people should be okay with that okay and the current bond yield is what 7 point uh depend i mean uh, on which paper you're looking at uh, the paper we track is closer to 7.6 7.6% yeah. that is a 10 year bond little lower than 7.6 but yeah okay understood okay let's take you know uh, one step back and look at the budget which was announced on 1st feb right um can you tell us your view on that and you know and especially about the major uh, announcement regarding the direct transfer of i think about 6000 rupees right, a year right, to right, farmers right. and whatever else uh, was announced as a package towards them can we get right, into that right yeah so i mean this for the last budget of this uh, current government uh, the main i mean i mean the key uh, target seems to be to give more money in the hand of farmers and lower middle income lower middle classes uh in terms of uh, fiscal deficit the number we track very closely there was a minor slippage but as i said it's pretty okay uh the the key scheme that the government announced was that in which they gave uh, 6000 rupees per year to farmers owning less than 2 hectares of land the total cost of the scheme is supposed to be around uh, 75000 crore as of now that's pretty okay i mean uh, there has uh, been some sort of uh, distress for farmers in the last few years uh, we have had a problem of abundance there very strong output which resulted in crash of, of farm prices so despite having very strong output very strong uh, production of most crops farmers were weren't getting enough money and so this is this is one way which has been tried across the world farmers have been getting support in many other countries of the world also and this is our way and i think uh, so long as the level of fiscal deficit remains in control uh, th- i think this is a welcome step uh second uh, thing which they announced for some tax stop for middle income uh, classes i think that's also a pretty decent uh, thing there is uh, you can say uh, given the fact that uh, uh, we, we have seen some some slowdown in, in consumption more money for farmers more money for middle income class that should be pretty okay i think that's a pretty overall i would give a i think it's a decent budget uh, especially considering that it's happened just before the election pretty credible i think should give a, a positive boost for growth what for yields are post budget i mean the budget was on first the yields have been more or less stable right they have not really reacted it in a very sharply negative or a positive way so even on the bond market the verdict seemed to have been that this budget is fine with them so there was some uptick in deals but not that much which many uh, section of market were fearing the bigger very negative surprise for the market was not the level of fiscal deficit but the level of gross borrowing so there was some negative surprise in, term, in the level of gross borrowing but i think in the overall scheme of things and the way we uh, uh, we have been seeing fiscal consolidation i think it's a pretty decent number and i think market should take that in stride okay now let's just zoom out a bit and look at the world okay the especially geopolitics which have taken you know which have really taken center stage uh because global fixed income markets are also watching this nice dynamic between the two biggest countries in the world that's US and China yeah. right both countries so China is seeing a slowdown in economic growth US also there are some concerns or some people talking about a possibility of recession and so then, so just to put in i mean sorry just no, <laughs> so i mean US has seen a pretty strong growth i would say very super hot growth in the last one year uh partially because of fiscal stimulus and partially because of natural momentum towards higher growth so what we are seeing in us is a slight slowdown from a very high level of growth i mean uh, economists estimates that the us uh, potential output is should be a little lower than 2% and there were quarters in 2018 when we had seen growth of closer to 4% now that's very high number and we are seeing some moderation there but definitely yeah i mean uh, given the fact that last year we also had fiscal stimulus and this year the the fiscal stimulus will come down somewhat what we call as some sort of fiscal drag uh, that will have some negative impact so in us growth we are pretty okay though a slowdown from last year i think it's still pretty okay what little bit more worrying is the slowdown which we are having in china and especially given the fact that china also has some structural issues in terms of very high level of debt both these economies us china are very crucial for the world markets uh, world economy biggest uh, largest two economies deep connections 
both with the global markets and global economy uh, very strong relation uh, uh, trade relation with the rest of the world so this the outcome of the trade relation is very crucial not only for these economy in general but i would say for the overall level of uh, uh, globalization we are seeing some pausing uh, in globalization and the outcome of these talks will have a crucial bearing on what happens uh, uh, in future uh, besides that if we have a if we if we do manage to get some positive positive outcome i think that should be uh, risk on for global asset classes ems in particular uh, and asia and more in particular because india is a part of uh, em basket uh, so even if we are not part of that uh, value chain in which these us china trade relations are, uh, are are being taken uh, are being discussed right now mm. it will have an impact on indian markets as well uh, i would i would i would believe that a positive outcome should result in more flows for em or overall em basket and also therefore a lot more flows for indian markets that should be positive for both indian debt market indian currency and also in equity as well okay folks so that's a wrap on mf101 my guest chef today was pupesh pameta economist at aditya billa sanlai mutual fund fixed income team pupesh thank you so much for joining us and sharing your views with listeners for more such interesting know hows continue listening to our podcast mf101 or simply follow the blog page of aditya billa sanlai mutual fund bloomberg quint ivm podcast or wherever you get your podcast from if you have any queries or some specific subject you want us to talk about with regards to mutual fund investment reach out to us on our twitter handle at the rate a b c a b s l m f that's at the rate a b c a b s l m f thank you for listening to this podcast mutual fund investments are subject to market risks read all scheme related documents carefully the views and opinions expressed herein are personal and do not necessarily reflect the views of aditya birla sun life amc limited that's a b s l a m c aditya birla sun life mutual fund the fund ABSL AMC the fund is not guaranteeing offering communicating any indicative yield or returns on investments Hey this is Shudaditya and I'm Amit Doshi and we host Shunya One it's a really fun podcast where we talk to some of the best entrepreneurs in the country yes talking about everything from their startup challenges to what they're building and all the future of technologies right here so catch us on the IVM podcast website app or wherever you listen to your podcast from Sachin Tendulkar, Virat Kohli, Don Bradman, and now Cyrus Brocha. Okay, probably not in the right company. I mean, Don Bradman is Australian, but it's called Cyrus Says. A wonderful show about everything. Find the show on the IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcast dot com, or wherever you listen to podcasts.